literally sponsor a bowl game in Arizona. How are they not the chip for white people? To- Tostitos? Tostitos, yeah. Tostitos. <laughs> Tostitos. The so- <laughs> the hey, 40-somethings named Glenn. Are you looking for a delicious salsa delivery method? Try Tostitos. Try Tostitos. They're as white as you are. <laughs> um, I have camera news, Brandon Chalmers. Holy shit, Hammer News. It only took us being off for like what? <laughs> 2 weeks, 3 weeks, who the fuck knows how long we've been gone. Yeah. So the the company that Olympus evolved into, they just mm-hmm. announced a new lens and a new camera. Um it's going to- If I had pearls, I'd clutch them. <laughs> yeah. So do you remember my my little Olympus uh EP5 that I used to take everywhere? Um, that yep. had the two dials that didn't work because yes because it was like 10 years old and apparently that model had weak dials or whatever um, i was gonna say and you bought that one like secondhand too so yeah it was it was cheap from like it was it was shipped out of like malaysia from some guy who didn't quite speak english um but it worked uh so that they they stopped that model um they stopped the ep line for the epl line um Oh, okay. And the EPL line is is sort of like the Olympus consumer grade, still interchangeable lens. Um, I think the the difference is it has a 16 megapixel sensor, the old one, and then only one dial. So there's only one dial. So. Whoa. <laughs> uh, but they announced an EP7, which is the next model of the one that I used to have. Um, Wait, but I have an EPM 10. You have an OMD 10. Oh, I have an OMD 10. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the OMD line looks like a camera. The EPs right. look like a rangefinder. So it's a, like a slimmer um a slimmer style. Uh where's my fucking I have a, I have a I had my stupid. Anyway. You're fine. You're you're fine. Um it's going to be uh, 20 megapixels, so four more. <laughs> uh, it's got the two dials, uh, but it looks cool. If you, if you look up um, a photo of the EP7, um, it looks, okay. it looks, it's got that retro styling uh, that Olympus well, me, is kind me, of known for. Let me take for. a look. You said uh, EP7? EP7. It looks really cool. No I viewfinder, so you kind of hold it out camera. here. So I see a camcorder that looks like a really hardcore version of Google Glass. No, o- Olympus EP7. Oh, is it still Olympus? It's still Olympus, yeah. Let's see if that changes anything. Olympus EP7, yeah! EPL10, E... No, no EPL, just EP7. Here's the Olympus Pen E-P7. Yeah. Oh, okay. It looks pretty well, slick. Well, I can super... Yeah, I mean, it looks very similar to the one that I have. I really like the really straightforward Olympus Pen. Um, not logo kind of logo. Yeah. Like, yeah. as if it were 70s logo. Yeah. Um really nice piece and what is that thing in the center 
color or mono? Is that just a black and white ver- switch on the front of that thing? Yeah, it's it's a switch that allows you... They have different color modes, so like they have different film simulations. So if you're shooting JPEG, you can just flip it on the side and, and just get really creative. But it's it's got that... Um, it's got that flip screen that flips up and down instead of to the side, which I like for like, um, if you're doing like a waist level shooting, you can just flip it up and shoot it without like, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I was going to say that's, that's what I have. This looks like a very rad street ish pocket, small bag kind of camera. Oh yeah. So it looks like they're very much hitting on the, if I had to take a guess, um, Hmm. 28 to 37 year old. I'm going to assume dude who looks probably more like me than like you who <laughs> tends to wear chrome bags, but not the big one, like the small, like not quite a fanny pack, but not quite the full honking thing. Wears a lot of hats that flip forward like that, where you end up a lot of bike riding going on. Um, <laughs> I mean, good on them. Like, it, it looks like a rad thing. You know what this would be kind of neat for? If you randomly went to, like, an amusement park or something like that or went on a trip and you wanted to have one camera mm-hmm. and you just wanted to get really into just shooting with a fixed lens and playing with it and getting comfortable with the idea of, like, treating it almost like a point-and-shoot in a way. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. treated that more like a disposable camera than necessarily like a really nice piece of of kit i think you could have a lot of fun with that but there there is a real comfort level that i think you need to have with your equipment you're just like nope i'm gonna take this and i'm just gonna shoot the whole time and i'm just like you got to be really into cameras to enjoy something like that yeah but i don't dislike it i appreciate the fact that they're still keeping with that kind of retro-ish look the chrome and the black i did see the white i don't care for that quite yeah, as the, much the white one's eh but i i really yeah. like the look of it here's yeah here's the sad thing like it's only going to be released in japan and europe <laughs> so now you really want it is what you're saying i i was like well i've got some i've got the the gx8 that I don't use because I, I tried to take it out on a shoot and it just, it did not, it did not do what I wanted it to do. I was just like, Ugh. so I'm just going to stick with my um, DSLR. But I, so I have this mirrorless one. It's, it's still micro four thirds. I like the format and I really like the EP five cause it was small. I could carry it everywhere. Um, right. It had that flip screen that I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I, I didn't like that the knobs on um, the the knobs always tended to fail. So I was like, well, I, I guess I'll just hold out until Olympus releases something that's cool and maybe trade up for that. And now they have, but it's not going to be local. <laughs> so, um, and I guess that just shows you that Olympus is doing really well in Japan and Europe, and then not here. <laughs> really surprised though and to be fair they might not be doing really well in japan or europe they might just be doing better than they're doing here yeah or well enough well enough to like justify it yeah right yeah but i mean a lot of manufacturers the things do fucking car manufacturers do that shit a ton so i'm not surprised yeah um so i don't know i'll i'll 
hang on to the GX until it's time to trade it in. But like, how how much is this thing gonna run you? Oh, I have no like idea. With the conversion rate. That's what we got to figure out. Because yeah. if you're gonna upgrade and we're gonna do a dumb thing <laughs> and have it shipped from, let's hope europe so this way you can at least somewhat understand everything like (laughs) if they're doing a british release and you got to deal with a lot more vowels (laughs) you can totally handle that yeah exactly i can't i can't read japanese (laughs) right (laughs) i'd be like i i think i'm in aperture priority i can't tell (laughs) yeah like a it comes in German or Japanese. Take your put. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did take a semester of German, so I can fudge that. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Jamie, which Oompa mode is it in? <laughs> Clink. Clink. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Clink. Uh, all right. But uh, that's exciting. Uh, Olympus is not dead. And they got a new lens that I, I forgot what the length was, but it was it seemed cool. I don't know. It didn't excite me as much as the body. The body was like, oh, yeah. Hang on. I need a little more light. Keep talking. I can hear you. All right. Well, I'm going to hit the intro. And we're back. You look brighter hey! and lighter. <laughs> hey. hey. Uh, One of those is absolutely true. <laughs> uh, Brandon, hit us with the intro. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your dials. Do not adjust your sets. For in front of you and inside your ears in Dolby 5.1 surround sound, you find yourselves with your friends and ours, the fucking Duocast, part of the greatest podcast network on the planet Earth, the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. Now, Jamie Noguchi, I know what you're thinking, and I'm thinking the same thing, too. What does Hard Knock Media mean? It means N-O-C, as in nerds of color. Now, does that mean me? Probably not, but it does mean a whole lot of other people, like you, like the boss, like a ton of other members of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network that bring you so much rad shit. Oh, my God. I'm talking about movie preview reviews, movie reviews, Fucking Keith's new podcast about toys and all sorts of other cool shit. Things about Batman, my mutual love of Pearl Jam, and many, (laughs) many, many more. But for today, in your ear holes, you will find yourselves as two good friends catch up as they have not seen each other in some time and bring you just a little corner of our internet (laughs) that we like to call the fucking do it cast. It's almost like the Sesame Street of the Hard Rock Media Podcast. (laughs) We don't necessarily go in with the intent of teaching you something, but you might just learn something after all. 
Speaking of which, Jamie Noguchi, the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network, and the fucking Do It Cast today are sponsored by the number 12 <laughs> and the letter G. That's right, baby. The, the number the 12 day. and the letter That's G. That's the letter of the day. That's the letter of the day. Oh, my God. The day. The day. G. Ooh, buddy, I have been up for way too long. So <laughs> I am tired and a little punch truck, little fired up on caffeine, maybe a little bit of alcohol. So I am just the right kind of loosey goosey to get into some shit. Oh, man. Well, uh, I have to give a shout out to Keith's uh, toy podcast because he interviewed uh, Larry Hama. Hama? Larry Hama. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, hang on. Are you talking about the creator of fucking G.I. Joe? Not he Is that what you're talking about? He wasn't the creator, but he wrote all the Marvel comics. He's he's responsible for the the stats on the back card of all the all the G.I. Joe toys. Like they saw the way What's the difference, Jamie? (laughs) If I have an idea and then you make it world's better, (laughs) sure I may have created it, but you really created it. Like can be the dad but basically at that point i'm a sperm donor he's really the guy who raised you now you might call him stepdad but you and i both know one of the two of them is getting a little something extra on father's day that's right and we're not gonna go touting it but i can tell you right now one of the two of them is getting a steak dinner and it ain't the one that's too pump chump that's what i'm saying jamie well he he did um let's see what did he do he the backing the card backing of every G.I. Joe figure um, when Hasbro... Which is... Like, with all the stats. The story, like... Yeah. Right, because, like, every kid got a G.I., at least of a certain age, got a G.I. Joe, and, like, you were either in the store reading the backstory going, whoa, that's rad, and you'd make an infinite decision, or somebody would get you a G.I. Joe for a birthday gift, Christmas gift, what have you, you know, your your confirmations, your, your whatever it is. Yeah. And... You got one and you unwrapped that bad boy and you looked at it and you made your immediate visual assessment. And the first thing you did with the G.I. Joe is you flipped that motherfucker over because you knew there was just an absolute cavalcade of information coming at mm-hmm. you. And you were about to fall in love with this character. Oh, yeah. No matter what they wrote. Oh, yeah. And he when he, he I think he designed it or something about it. Like when Hasbro saw his character Bible for all the different characters, they were like, we need to put this on the back of the cards. Fucking legendary. Like and and that has influenced yeah. every single toy run that's been in a been in a in a plastic shell a clam thing and a and a and a and a paperback. Like all the Master of the of uh, the Universe figures, all the Star Wars figures, all the stats on the bullshit on the back. That's thanks to fucking Larry Hammer. And Keith had him on the podcast. Yeah. And he didn't tell us. Just chit chat him up. <laughs> no. Just like he didn't tell us a fucking, about fucking Lim Manuel Miranda. Dude's trying to be all chill about everything. I don't talk to anybody. Well, my, my friend I don't have Lim. any pull at all. You guys are just joking around with me. I don't have any pull at all. I don't know any. Boss, come the fuck on. My man, like, Larry. Do I need to roll in? I, I'm gonna JCVD his fucking door in one day in the middle of a fucking podcast and just start brushing the dirt off his shoulders because somebody needs to. Yeah, and and 
And the network has been interviewing the director of fucking In the Heights and fucking Fast 9. Like, come on, Keith. Come on. Okay. Hang on a second. Now, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus here because I do love our esteemed boss. But is there anyone on the podcasting network that loves the Fast and the Furious series more than you and I? (laughs) My email box didn't chime about any sort of interview or anything. Did yours? So, so yours? He, are you about to tell me that you had an opportunity to interview somebody (laughs) and I'm a fucking shout at you? Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm going to, I'm about to tell you that we, you and I are not journalists, so we didn't qualify, but Keith, Keith was trying to set it up. Oh yeah. Oh, hang on. Has he not seen my article about (laughs) hoping that Garth Brooks dies in a fire? If that doesn't make me a fucking journalist, I don't know what does. There's some sort of credential. Like, I think we need it to be registered with whatever studio like i think there's a there's like a a formal way to register with it and keith was trying his look i'm already ordained (laughs) i don't know what else i need yeah like universal life church got it (laughs) church of bacon got it there's a church of bacon i need god damn right there's a church of bacon oh my god oh my god yeah yeah, Jamie. Yeah. How about that for journalistic integrity? <laughs> I did the research on the Church of Bacon. All right. <laughs> I read an article today that ranked the top 50 fucking Fast and Furious stars. And by the way, <laughs> the idea that Giselle hits number 13, but somehow Mia is in the top 10. Get the fuck out of here. She can't make a Look, what is it? Tuna salad sandwich? I, I, <laughs> Well, okay, one, no one likes the tuna here, so that's not her <laughs> fault. But more important, she ain't good. No. She's on how many goddamn movies to develop a character? Look, I don't know Jordana Brewster personally. I'm sure she's a wonderful woman. But on screen, she's a goddamn coat rack. They're, they're doing her characters no favors, and... I don't think it's got anything to do with the character. I think they're writing her just about the end of her ability. Oh, no. Because Jamie Pop Quiz, tell me all the other really great shit she's been in. I think she was in a Crow movie. Was she? It was a sequel. Oh, yes. It was a sequel uh, that nobody watched. It was a sequel. I watched it. Right. Right. So are you telling me that Giselle or should I say the best part of Han's life <laughs> or should I say fucking Wonder Woman Wonder Woman or should yeah. I say the woman who managed to lift a fucking handprint off of an ass that she volunteered for <laughs> willingly they wouldn't have robbed that fucking bank without her butt and she volunteered for it and you and i both know jamie she's former Mossad. she could have killed that guy with a wink and a smile mm-hmm. and she chose to do it anyway all all while longingly flirting with Han because she knows that while that guy might get to touch her butt, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that is 
quality USDA Themyscira imported <laughs> beef, baby. And no one is going to tell me that fucking Mia belongs in the 10 and Giselle is hanging out at number 13. Who was who number one in that list? Oh, uh, Paul Walker, of course. Oh. So who Anybody dies, they're automatically number who one. Who is number two? What about no. Jesse? Where's Jesse? Jesse is... I was mad at how high on the list Jesse was, if I'm honest. <laughs> like, hang on. I'm, I'm opening up. This article came courtesy of uh, Marty Day sending it over in our Slack channel. Uh, yada, 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 yada. Uh, this is from The Ringer, and it's a ranking of, let's see. Uh, this is from TheRinger.com, a ranking of the 51 best characters, or should we say a ranking of all the characters. Yeah, that's a lot the of Fast characters. And Furious franchise. Now, it is, and that's a reminder of how many fucking throwaway characters they are. By the way, 100% got it right that Ronda Rousey is at number 51. <laughs> 100% got it right. Like, no... No question. Now, I'm going to go scrolling hard. Let's get to the end here. Okay, so uh, Brian O'Connor, better known as Paul Walker, number one. Yeah. Dom, number two, Vin Diesel. Uh, number three, Letty, which I'm I'm good with. I guess. Yeah, um, you got to put the stars at the I, top. Sure. I, I think <clears throat> she belongs in the top ten, absolutely. Number three feels like a lot. Han, making it number four, which... I feel like is absolutely respectful and I, I'm honestly shocked. He wasn't number five. Yeah, but uh, let's see. Number five, Roman Pierce, uh, okay. which is Tyrese. Number six, Tej, which is ludicrous. I, I would have put number Tej a seven, higher. Dwayne Johnson. I, see, I think Tej is exactly where he needs to be. I mm. probably put Tej above uh, Roman, but yeah, because that, I think why. of Too Fast, Too Furious, yeah. I, I get the idea of having uh, Roman that high. Okay. Like, it, it makes sense to me. Um, Hobbs, number seven. Deckard Shaw, Jason Statham's character, number eight. Uh, Vince at number nine. Oh, okay. See, and I was critical of this at first, and then I realized how many things he brought together because he was a serious focus of the first Fast and Furious movie. And then he ends up becoming this weird kind of martyr character in Fast Five. Right. Because not only does he help Brian against what you would think would be his better judgment, but then having that moment with Dom and then tying everything together makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. I guess that works. <clears throat> so Mia is number 10. Now, and again... <laughs> <laughs> Mia was in the Fast and the Furious, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, and Furious Seven. And manages to just get to number 10. <laughs> and I don't think she deserves that spot. Now, yeah. I also don't think Kurt Russell as Mr. Nobody deserves number 11. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, no, thank you. Now, I will say Helen Mirren definitely deserves somewhere near the number 12 spot. Yeah. I'd put her 15 and above, so having her at number 12, I am super good with. Yeah, for sure. But then here we are, number 13, Giselle. And I think Gal Gadot got fucking robbed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm going to continue to follow up to number 20, and I think we'll call this it. Number 14, Idris Elba. Number 15, Charlize Theron. Number 16, Johnny Tran, which I thought was a real high ranking for a guy who was in one movie. Yeah, he's he does And has shit. no fault. Now, hang on a second. If Now, I, I say this with bated breath. We have not, at the time of recording seen the new fast and furious movie we will be heading on sunday to go see the fast and furious movie i am super stoked about it if i find out that johnny tran is in the new one i am gonna shout i mean shout it's a good you're thing you're gonna hear a grown man fucking shout <laughs> Goddamn right johnny tran Goddamn right it's a good it's thing a stank on that name it's a good thing we have a private theater <laughs> I know, but I'm telling you right now, I might go back to a public showing just to fucking put some goddamn stank on the name. God, I deserves a credit. I I have <clears throat> I have a portable recorder. Maybe I should bring it with us. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, number seventeen, Hattie Shaw, which I really think um. having Statham's sister that high. After one movie that isn't even a legit Fast and Furious movie feels wrong. Yeah, I I liked her character, but I I don't know. She's she's not as good as some of the others. She that's too high. That's too high. That's too high. Now here's your, here's your boy Jesse, number eighteen. Aww. I I feel like Jesse uh, should be on see. the list. I feel like Jesse should get like. A, a special mention on the side because they they have him in one he gets right, killed and nothing yes. else so right but johnny tran was in one doesn't get killed and manages to get way higher on the list <laughs> you're telling me that the guy who shot jesse gets a higher billing than the guy who got shot <laughs> what sort of nra bullshit is that <laughs> Like, <laughs> god damn. Uh, by the way, also, number 19, Ramsey. Ramsey at 19? Are you kidding me? He should be higher. She brought she... together fucking Furious 7. Yeah. 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 And uh, number 20, the guy who's too slow to make away with the money, Hector. <laughs> oh, god. Oh, now, my god. I just realized something that I hadn't thought about, and I'm going to scroll through this real fast, but I actually need to figure out what the name is of the guy who was in the first Fast and Furious movie who just disappeared. Who was that? Do you know who I'm talking about? He was the guy who was hanging out with Jesse and Vince and Dom who told the the guy the uh, streets closed pizza boy and I like his haircut and shoot I forgot about that guy right is he on the list that's what I want to figure out is he on the list also I feel like if they're ranking 50 it feels like they're just ranking every single character that's ever appeared in the franchise Right, and that's my question. Leon is the guy who I'm thinking of. <laughs> and I need to figure out whether or not Leon is on that list. Because I had said this before, and I say it again. I think that that guy deserves some real fucking justice. Mm -hmm. I am all about justice for Leon. Yeah. 
Uh, hang on, let me let me find it here. Justice okay. for Leon. So let's see. I'm gonna scroll vamp, baby. What what's what's going on with you? Well, I've been messing with the the audio settings in OBS, so our sync is gonna look way mm -hmm. off, but the audio is still gonna be okay. So if you're watching this on YouTube, stop watching the video feed because it's not gonna line up. <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't I I put a delay on it last time we recorded and i don't know if that helped and so i tried to 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 mess with it live here and i don't know if that helped at all so like somebody's gonna have to teach me how to fucking use obs to record these things because i don't i just today right before we started recording figured out how to flip my screen so now i you can read the p lander z poster like it's supposed to um ah okay gotcha yeah, so things 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 on the technical side of this podcast are going awry, but I, I don't know. 50 seems to be a huge list. Like, do they, do they talk about the methodology with which they compiled this list or is it just from the, I gotta from, the from the author's I, I, ass? <laughs> much like every recipe that I've ever read online, I have no interest in how you got there. <laughs> I am a, I'm a firm believer of I will eat the sausage. I have no interest on how it's made. <laughs> Um, by the way, Leon, number 28. So not only is he on the list, but he's at relatively high uh, area. This person also says that Leon should come back. And uh, he mentions a line in this that Leon says that I completely forgot that he calls Vince, quote, old coyotes are us, which equally kind of makes sense and kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. And... I really hope that now that I know that Han is back and they just kind of let that cat out of the bag, I hope that Leon is part of fucking Charlie's Theron's crew. Ah, yes, that would be awesome. Like, I, I genuinely like if we find out that he was actually best friends with John Cena and he's running on Cena's crew and you just see Dongo, Leon and, and him just. <laughs> Look at him and just go, streets closed, pizza boy. And then fucking elbows him in the face. I'd be like, yes. yes. What about Bow Wow's character? Justice for Leon. Is Bow Wow's character? Uh, I don't remember his name, but I'm sure he's on this list. I feel like uh, Bow Wow's car should be on the list. With the Hulk hands. Uh, Shed Moss. Yeah, Bow Wow's number 34. Mm. Twinkie. I feel, I feel like he should be Which makes a lot of sense. I feel like he should be uh, a little higher. You got a lot of love for Tokyo Drift. I do. But to be fair, he was one character and he was and also he's still rated higher than what's his fuck, the one who was actually the star of Tokyo Drift. That that was that was my next question like where is the main guy from Tokyo Drift cuz if Bow Wow was below him, we were going to have a we were going to have a fight like I'm pretty sure. Uh, let me see. Excuse me. Goodness. Let's see. Scott Eastwood, number 44. <laughs> Kevin Hart, number 43. Oh, I forgot Let's Scott see. Eastwood was in the movies. Mm hmm. Kevin well, Hart? One. Kevin Hart is in the movie? He was in um, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, Remember, he was the air marshal. Right. That's right. I'm an, I'm an air marshal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right, hold on. Let's I'm gonna see. I'm gonna stop and restart OBS so that this uh, is is less weird because you sneezed on video and ten seconds later the sneeze came out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna pause here. Record. All right, recording. All right, so where so where is the guy who starred in Tokyo? Dr I don't even know his character's name, like the lead dude in in Tokyo Drift. So the actor's name is Lucas Black. Um, he his character's name is Sean Boswell, which tells us everything we need to know about that movie because I completely forgot about that. Yeah, me too. And he is at number thirty, and he does not deserve to be there. Not at all. He should be fifty. Yeah, because I think that's his age. <laughs> he was not in high school when they made that movie. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. And I genuinely, Jamie, every so often, right? I go to lunch at a local restaurant and they have a TV show on. And hang on, I'm going to see what the fuck is this, is this guy's name? Let's see, because I know he doesn't do as much stuff as uh, Scott Bakula does. So let's see. Uh... Let's see, uh, <laughs> Lucas Black. Okay, I don't care about the net worth because I don't think it's much. Um, Jesus Christ, that is. Uh, there we go. I think that's it. Uh, NCIS New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starring Scott Bakula. So oh my I God. like to pretend that this awful show is just Scott Bakula quantum leaping into a television show to make it right. <laughs> and he's stuck. But what I learn is, yeah, like, it just, <sighs> mm. all I'm saying is, <clears throat> that guy looks like Peyton Manning's cousin that you really don't want to hang out with. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's a man who has strong opinions about black lives matter yeah that's a guy who definitely has a chevrolet tattoo <laughs> oh my god yeah he was not the best part of that movie no mm-hmm -mm. No, mm -mm. no, 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 no. Actual DK yeah. sitting on the dock was a better character than he was in his own goddamn movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only saving grace for for that movie is that I know without looking that Han, who was the real star of that movie, mm. is number four. And I'm good. Yeah. For sure. Like it is the only saving grace that I have for this list is that I have no real fight about Han's position on that list. Yeah. And because of that, I will reluctantly settle down on my disappointment of the Giselle pa uh, placement on that list at number 13. Yeah. He, he they did right Seriously. by Han. They did Jordana right by Brewster Han. doesn't deserve to get uh, like all I'm saying is Jordana Brewster should be getting Gal Gadot a fucking Coke. Like that's what, that's what should be happening. Oh my God. Sorry kids. 
Yeah, well, even if they wanted to bring Giselle back, I don't think they could afford her at this point. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. It was it was a it was a dumb death, uh, but you know, their loss. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh so so what the fuck are we talking about? Well, I, I, this is just a catch-up episode. So, Brandon, what have you been geeking oh, on? Oh, is it okay? Yeah. What have you been geeking on? <laughs> so, a couple things. One, if you follow me on Instagram, you will learn that I decided to redo my office a fucking again. Um, and because of that, I decided to do one of those Pinterest-ass accent walls. Yeah. With, like, the tape and the multiple colors and all sorts of things like that. So, I have... Two different colors of turquoise with stripes creating a mountain scene that I then mounted the guitars and the TV back up on. And it is now reflecting so much like positive light in this room. I switched out a bunch of daylight bulbs. I got a really nice rug to go under the drum kit. Aww. So everything's kind of organized together. I moved a bunch of stuff around, hung a bunch of things. I actually got as a Christmas gift that I get to hang. I think I can see it from here. Adam Savage did a custom poster of the hand drawings that he did to create the Revenant bear costume that he did at Comic-Con a few years ago. Yes, yes. I absolutely adored it. Right, because he drug a lifeless Leo DiCaprio all through Comic-Con the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Which is fucking great. <laughs> so, I got that. I finally got that framed. It only took me six months to get it framed. Also, I decided to treat myself to something that... I have wanted for some time. I'm going to go run and get it. Okay. And you're going to be excited because you are into this too. Hang on a second. I was really hoping yeah, that the, the accent wall was going to be um, the, the podcasting wall because I really wanted people to see it. Oh, yes. Yes. I got the Lego Saturn V rocket. Yes. And it's fucking rad. Nice. I decided to treat myself and I redid. Hang on. Just to give you an idea of scale. Wow. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, does it does yeah. it have the capsule? Like, hang on. Let me see if I can actually see it from the ground. Ooh. What are we talking about? Nice. Oh, the, the, the sections. Everything breaks apart in different pieces. Yeah. 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 yeah you can break it into the sections. And then actually break the, the nose cone off. So and then you can actually cool. the lunar lander. Hang on. Let me go. Grab yes, that. the lunar lander. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so exciting. We we now have more computing power in our That's pockets the than the lunar lander, lander did. <laughs> Whoa. That will nest actually inside of it. That's so great. And then it also has the little splash pod with the little buoys and everything on its own little sea thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's super good. But yeah, it totally breaks off into sections so and is cool. super cool. And like everything mounts together. Oh, it's it is probably the raddest. Um, I made sure to not be a shit. And I bought it direct from Lego. Yeah. So yeah, that's fantastic. I waited for shipping, but I didn't give Amazon any of my money. <laughs> so I feel good about that. Let me get that seated back in. Also, um, I was. Um, but yeah, it actually comes with stands to like lay the thing down, and it is 
fucking rad. That's fantastic. I I was working at NASA when they made the deal with okay, Lego. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go put it down over there. Yeah. Go ahead, keep going. I was working at NASA um, as part of the public affairs office when they actually made that deal. And um, they started small with like a cost, like small minifigs and like a small version of the space shuttle. Uh, but it's great to see like them expanding to to the bigger to the bigger kits. And that fucking lunar lander is goddamn adorable. Like I've I've seen people do fan versions of um, space shuttles and things like that. But that that lander is adorable. Like it's that's a 10 out of 10. The little the little lander is adorable. But here's the problem. Now I've got the bug and they do a like a full size eight inch by eight inch lunar lander <sighs> for like a hundred bucks that I can go pick up tomorrow at fucking Target <laughs> and go and make. And I'm fighting the urge real hard. Like and bear in mind, Jamie, I put most of my toys away, like just didn't even bother with them. Put them, put most of them away. Like, hang on. Fuck it. Let's let's give. Hang on. Let me see if I can do a bit of an impromptu thing here. Let's give the people I think a the cables will hold. I'm going to unplug the the HDMI here. All right. So I've got microphone in hand. So this Ooh. corner of the office Hasn't really changed much. Got all of my plushies and everything else like that, featuring also the Jamie Noguchi favorite. Uh, let's see, a bunch of cool art. My favorite Bob Newhart quote. Quote, uh, I don't like country music, but I don't mean to denigrate those who do. And for those people who like country music, denigrate means put down. So, you know, <laughs> Bob Newhart's a goddamn treasure. Uh, let's see, beautiful, the drum kit with beautiful. my yep. new rug. Yep. Fancy, fancy. Yep. Gorgeous. Uh, let's see. And then redid a bunch of stuff here. I'm going to hang a bunch of the hats up there. I got to go and get a few things to be able to hang that up there. But Luchamas out. Uh, let's see the typewriter, couple toys. And then this, the pied de resistance, the actual wall itself. Oh, it's so colorful. With the Jamie Noguchi custom guitar. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Hang on. I'm going to go grab that fucking guitar because oh, cool. I don't know. Did we ever gush about this on the podcast? I, I don't know. I don't know if we ever <laughs> did. Uh, Brandon's favorite guitar is the Gibson Firebird because that was the guitar you learned on, right? Yeah. So when I was growing up, my dad was before I was born, my dad was into uh, booking bands locally. And there was a gentleman named Dale Coleman. Dale was a bit of a guitar virtuoso, but also a really heavy heroin addict. Um, genuinely nice guy, just couldn't seem to fucking fight the disease. But what Dale did was he decided that he really liked my dad and he really liked me. And he decided to teach me how to play guitar. Now, he had a Gibson Firebird, and it is a very distinct guitar. And I knew his was his. He used to wear one of those big 70s fucking belt buckles that scraped all the paint off the back of the guitar. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. smash cut to, let's see, I learned the guitar at probably eight or nine years old, and I'm in my early 20s. I'm in Guitar Center in Towson, Maryland. I see this sunburst Gibson Firebird. I asked them to take it off the wall. They pull it down. I flip it over. Paint's missing. Oh, no. It's Dale's. I fucking panic. I try and get the money together to buy it. I can't get enough together. I can't talk people into lending me the money. 
My dad's going through all his drug shit, so he's out of cash, and I had to let it go. And I haven't seen it since. Now, Jamie hears this story and is the greatest human being I've ever (laughs) had the gift of being around, by the way, and feels fucking like touched by this idea. So in the previous administration, Jamie made me a wedding present. And while the marriage didn't last, the guitar did. (laughs) And Jamie made me a custom painted Gibson Firebird, complete with the BC up on the head and then made a goddamn Phoenix, a Mecca Phoenix on the fucking body. (laughs) And it is my favorite thing. It's. If the house burned down, I'd grab my fiance, the dog, and this guitar. Aww. Like, <laughs> it's it's that important. Yeah. So, kids, the important thing to remember is when you have great friends, be sure to tell them that they're great friends and that you love them dearly. <laughs> so, I'm going to go put this back, and I'm going to go wipe my eyes because it's getting fucking dusty. Oh, yeah, I the the thing that I'm bummed about is I couldn't I couldn't afford an actual Gibson Firebird because those things are like a couple grand. But I could I could afford the Epiphone. Expensive. Yeah, that's okay because the important thing is no one has the one that I have. That's true. <laughs> Other people can have an Epiphone. Other people can have a Firebird. Nobody's got my axe, and that will be true in perpetuity. Yeah. Like. Shit, if I end up having kids, shit's going to the next generation with a literal note on it that goes, if you sell this, I'll fucking haunt you. <laughs> like, I don't care if it sits in the case in their bedroom or in their basement or whatever it is. Don't you dare fucking sell that. You pass <laughs> it down to a family member until somebody learns how to play and they fucking appreciate this thing. But, yeah. Yeah. I. I th- it sounds so good. I had a lot of fun painting it, too, because like it's I love guitars. And to like be able to put my art on a guitar and have it sound like something, that's fucking cool to me. Like, if if I ever decide to that this comic book stuff is killing me, I'm gonna just do something stupider and start making guitars and like do weird art and shit on them and stuff. Um, So you did that for a bit because you did a couple dragon guitars and they were fucking rad. Yeah, no one had bought them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I know. If people bought them, I I would still be doing them. But uh, yeah, no argument. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I might try. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. That's awesome. Do it as a passion project, man. Like if if anything, do it as a passion project. Make something for yourself. Yeah, I I have a guitar in mind. I just I don't have the parts for it yet, Um, but I I have a guitar build that I want to do. And, um, I, I have to think about it. I have a friend who has like this massive wood router so he can like do all this sort of CNC and shit like that. So like, um, I'm going to try to convince him to make me some bodies, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Excited. I've, I have a plan. I have a plan. And then when I make mine, I'm going to start making other customs and say like, all right, I'm going to put this up for sale. If you buy it, you get it, you know, that kind of thing, but we'll see. I, I yeah. have I have thought about this path because I'm an idiot and I can't help but make like all of my hobbies monetized in some form or another. 
Um, but yeah, I, it, it, it was a lot of fun and, uh, I was happy to do it and it was, it was such a, you know, things like guitars are, you find the one and that's it. That's all. That's it. You have to have it. You have to have it. Yeah. No, I get that. I totally get that. And (laughs) that's, that's coming from somebody who has their one, but I still get that of like, you see something you're like, like, because admittedly, I, I don't play guitar nearly as much as I used to because I'm trying to dig more into the drums. And even then, if I manage to find myself like a turquoise flying V with a white pick guard and a f- hard fucking whammy bar, I would be hard pressed not to spend way too much money on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just do I need it? Nope. Nope. Do I want it? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 Jamie. We only got a few minutes left. But what have you been geeking on? What's what's been up with you, man? Because uh, we we took some weeks off. We yeah. had some personal life happening. Yeah. What's what you geeking on, man? What's what's going on with in the land of Noguchi? So, um one of our mutuals was in town for work um do you remember vicky uh from the the connecticut con the Connecticut crew she did the samus cosplay yes oh yeah victoria miller i think yeah um she was in town yeah. uh doing some training um because she works at six flags and so um her department up in massachusetts um she's part of a new department and so she needed training down here and they have that department built out down here. So she was, she called me up and she's like, Hey, are you doing anything? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Um, so we got together, uh, Thursday, last Thursday, um, to just hang out and catch up and stuff like that. We tried to, nothing is open at nine anymore. So like we, we met up at nine and tried to find a place to get some food uh but like you know typical con thing we got could you could you not go to all the meets no because they don't they were closed and they're so um the six flags is in i don't even know where it's oh that's right yeah yeah it's way the fuck down it's, there. it's way the fuck out of out of there so like we were gonna we were gonna meet in uh at the silver diner in college park or Greenbelt, like because that's halfway by the time i got there her lift hadn't picked her up and I was like, well, I'm like, I'm like 15 minutes away from Greenbelt. I'll just drive down, meet up and then we'll, there you we'll, go. we'll just fucking hang out and find some place. We ended up going to the Wendy's drive in and our drive through <laughs> and got way too much food and just hung out at the hotel lobby. Like you do at a typical convention, you find the cheapest ass yeah. food and you just hang out in the lobby and you just hang out. And I, we were hanging out and I was like, this is, this is the best part of the con, like eating (laughs) shit food and hanging out in some lobby. Um, and and, yeah, and I miss that. Like, that's, that's the part. Like I'm, I, I miss doing shows and meeting people and all that kind of stuff. But like the, the after con stuff, like going to a, a, a shitty restaurant or going to a restaurant you can't afford, but you're doing it anyway. And then like, ending up at a hotel in the lobby in the in the lobby bar in the hotel bar if there is a bar and just chilling out right you know it's it's weird i realized that like 
me because of my divorce and then with your schedule and what have you since you and i have retired from art fight i don't know if we've done a con together yeah and like motherfucker are we do yeah like yeah oh boy are we do like yeah. we need to we need to get a show together <laughs> yeah. and just go fucking travel like yeah. well i, I was we need to do that i was hoping to do that with the book um and we we might have some opportunities when cons come back because i our publisher does some of the shows so like we might be able to get to some of the other shows but like i that's that's the part i miss is just all the hanging out and like doing stuff like when we went when we did packs um you and mikey had to go back early just because you are smart um yeah. and the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so smart might be a loaded word because we we drove to boston and then back again so yeah um but we ended up playing like we we went on the show floor we found a game that we all really liked we ended up spending like two hours playing this stupid game while everyone else was milling around and stuff and then we went to dinner afterwards and that's the shit that i miss is like hanging out in the the moments between stuff like sure i yeah. like i like making money who doesn't like making money um yeah well, absolutely but like you know that's that's the part of travel that i miss is like going to going to a place and then having the locals tell us you know a good place to eat and taking us to like taking us to their favorite sushi joint or something like that or all that kind of okay i i have a great idea let's go do ocean city comic con <laughs> it's ocean city in december i think i i think ember's seafood buffet is still open <laughs> For the December crowd, we'll eat my treat. We'll eat way too much seafood. We'll get a hotel. We'll hang out at the beach. We'll go do all the fun shit. Like, I think our fight will be there, so we'll know some people. Like, we go kind of hang out with everybody. And if we don't want to deal with anybody, we just yeah, fucking up. throw up the deuces and roll out. Do we have to do dinner with everybody? Fuck no. I'll drive us down there. Fuck it. I'll come pick you up. And drive us down there. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I. That's that's the part of cons that I miss is um, meeting new people and then hanging out with them afterwards. Because like we we met them. Yeah. We met them at Kineticon and they they were like I didn't we didn't know them beforehand and they just hung out and we saw no, them at the barbecue we, joint and they were like hey you guys are cool. Yeah, I mean, we've been friends with them. God, I don't even remember how long ago it was that we started all kind of hanging out with that crew. Yeah. But, like, immediate connection with all of them. Yeah. But, yeah, we... And that's, you know, the opinions may vary crew. That's, that's Victoria and her crew. Like, they were the best part of my my last art fight trip. Literally, yeah. we did that show in Mystic for the uh, for the Navy, and they drove way the fuck out of nowhere. And then we went to a goddamn trampoline park and had dinner. And yeah, it, it was it was a very fitting last trip for me where it was like, yep, it's a skeleton crew. I'm driving way too far for a show that doesn't make any sense. It's probably not going to get us anywhere, but I'm going to put a ton of effort into it. But I get to see my friends, and that's awesome. That, that's, yeah. That's part of the reason why we stopped doing it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
<laughs> that is absolutely not the reason I stopped doing it. <laughs> I waited for a totally different problem. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, I actually miss doing the dumb shows and all the driving and everything else like that, weirdly enough. Yeah. That never bothered me. Yeah. Because I always just assumed that, like, no matter what was going on, I was going to end up in a random place with my friends and we were going to have fun no matter what was going on. I never had really like I had less fun nights at cons, but I never had a bad night at a con. We go on one of those shows and I never went to fucking bed angry. We never were at each other's shit about anything. Even if a show sucked, I still had a good time with everybody because all we did was bitch about the show afterward. That's that's looking at met, you, Otakon. Yeah, that's like how, that's how we met Phil Chan, like at a real shit show, and like yeah, I, that's that's the best part of the show. Right, but that always seems to be the right. That always seems to be the weirdest part of those shows where we end up kind of bonding with people yeah. that we didn't expect to because they see us at a shit show really trying hard for like nine people (laughs) it's like look we're gonna do this thing for us so either you fucking start shouting or i'm just gonna (laughs) run myself hoarse like it's up to you yeah but i'm gonna yell same same as always we're gonna do it we're gonna make it i'm looking at you cosplayer in the third row (laughs) this show's for you you um yeah Hey, Naruto, let's get ready to shout Will of Death together. Come on, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so that that was a nice um, reminder of, like... That's awesome. The the circuit and all that kind of that stuff. That is awesome. Notice I didn't get a fucking phone call, but whatever, not bitter, Look. not bitter. Not gonna... <laughs> it was, Genuinely, I'm kidding. It was, it was midnight before we got any food, so... No, I, I get I get that. Trust me. Captain fucking turns into a pumpkin and has to be at work. Like, honestly, I'd have been better off coming home, sleeping, then driving down, then just leaving from the hotel lobby yeah. to work. Yeah. Like, that's realistically what, what would have been a better plan for me. Yeah. So I get <laughs> But yeah, it yeah was- it's completely thrown my shit off. Second, it's like 11 o'clock. I'm like getting fucking tired around here everyone's looking at me like you all right it's getting late mm-hmm. <laughs> did you have your geritol you feeling okay <laughs> yeah it's getting late sonny all right uh brandon let's let's put yeah. a pin in it let's put a pin yeah. in it where can people find yeah. you you can find me on instagram at that guy chalmers jamie noguchi where can they find you and your loving personality those dulcet tones that beautiful (laughs) smile and those delicious wares that you pedal ever so often uh uh instagram jamie noguchi uh twitter angry zen master wherever you find this podcast of course and uh yeah that's all we got peace